you're listening to the Put Your Passion to Work podcast, where together we seek to gather inspiration, motivation, along with tangible tips to start and scale your coaching business. I'm your host, Michelle Marie, mindset and business coach. With over 18 years of business experience, you and I are going to transform your passion of helping others so you too can create a profitable coaching business. Let's have some fun while we build your biz starting right now. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Put Your Passion to Work podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Marie. Before I forget, let me read to you the review of the week. So this is a five-star review that comes from Allison31, and she says, simple yet tangible. I love how Michelle gives simple tips to build a successful business. Her tips are golden and align with my business. I love her passion to help others, and I always look forward to her weekly motivation. Thank you so much, Allison. I appreciate you listening to the show. Today, I'm going to attempt in less than 20 minutes to answer the age-old question, the million-dollar question, how do I start my coaching business? Maybe you've been at this for a while and you're going to be listening and hearing something that you still need to work on that I list in my checklist. You might be brand new and all you know is that you have this call on your heart to do more, You know you want to help people, but you just don't know how to take this passion of helping someone and actually create a coaching business. So I'm going to attempt to uncover the top three things you need to start your coaching business. But guess what? Those three things, I'm not going to choose that for you. I'm going to give you a list of about 12 things and you get to choose the top three that you're going to work on for this month, for this quarter, or even this year. And in part, it's going to help you identify really what you need to work on first because we're all in different parts of our journey as coaches and it's going to be eye-opening because you're going to realize, hey, have I been too hard on myself? Not only do I need to learn how to become a successful coach and work on my craft as a coach, but I also need to learn how to be an entrepreneur and build a business and the systems and the tech and everything else that goes along with building any online business. So, You actually have to learn how to do two things. And rather than use the language of that's hard, that's difficult, that's overwhelming, I want you to say building a coaching business is easy and fun and effortless. And this checklist that I have is going to help you. So you're going to want to download this checklist. Just go to putyourpassiontowork.com forward slash start, or you can just check out the show notes and link will be inside. First things first, these are in no particular order. Jot these down, kind of pick which one resonates with you the most as you're listening to this, and that's the one I want you to work on. But I will go through the ones that I needed to work on probably a year, a year and a half ago when I was really brand new in my coaching business. But first and foremost, this is not going to be anything new, is you need to choose your niche. Choosing a niche can be a double-edged sword. It can be something that you spend so much time doing, but If you don't get it right, you have to pivot anyways. So if you've been struggling with choosing a niche for a while, I want you to stop and just go start working with people. Go work with someone you think you've identified as your perfect person and go start working with them because you're really not going to know. And to be honest with you, there's a high percentage that it's going to change. So don't spend too much time on this or really on any one of these things because it can change and the chances are it will. And so you don't want to sit there and waste all this time and months and months the way I did 
when you're just getting started, getting stepped up in some of these steps can really um, be a disadvantage. And if you are feeling overwhelmed and it's been a while and you're not making any progress, that is a clear sign you need to start working with a business coach. And at the end of this episode, I'll give you some ways that you can reach out and work with me if you want to. But choosing a niche is eventually going to be so important, but it shouldn't come at the price of not working with anyone at all and not starting to make any type of income in your business because I see that happen a lot. The next thing I want you to do is pretty simple and I go over it in a couple episodes ago. It's name your business, name your business, name your business. I spent so much time what am I going to name my business? I need to have this perfect name. I have to have this perfect brand. No, you don't. Just name it. And if you can't think of something like mine is putyourpassiontowork.com, if you can't think of some fancy, cool saying or whatever, just name it after your name, michellemarie.com. Well, that's taken, obviously, but michellemariecoaching.com wasn't. So I also purchased that domain and that domain name forwards to my putyourpassiontowork.com. So You want to name your business. That's kind of a no-brainer, obvious one. And I don't want you to spend too much time on this either because renaming or kind of forwarding a domain to another one is so simple. I don't ever want you to get stuck with trying to be perfect and having this perfect brand and perfect name. The next thing is you want to set up your business structure. So all the legal stuff, all the back office, all the contracts, You want to make sure that you're clear on the taxes, on are you going to be a sole proprietor, like doing business as yourself? Are you going to open up an LLC? I'm no expert, but I can tell you what I've chosen to do. In the first six months of my business, I was operating as a sole proprietor, so I had a DBA. Now I have an LLC. For tax purposes, at least in my state, it's exactly the same. The only difference is that I have some extra liability, so... If for some reason, you know, someone came after me, um, they couldn't go after personal assets with an LLC, they go after the business assets. So someone could never go after my personal home or savings account or anything like that. So that's really the main difference that I can explain to you guys. If you are thinking about doing an LLC or a DBA, that's the main difference. The next thing is choosing a target market. This is different than a niche, you guys. I'll go into this in a future episode. Just know for now that they're not the same thing. The target market is who you want to work with. The niche is kind of what you teach. And the more specific you can get in both of these areas, the better off you are. Because that's really when you can get to create your own lane and make a name for yourself as an expert in something very unique or specific. It's also known as in like the marketing world, if you go to school, your USP which I can't even think of the acronym right now, but I swear I I wrote about it yesterday and wrote it down. So anyways, just know that you need to stand out from the market and offer something as unique as possible. That doesn't mean you can't be in this red ocean of maybe like me, I'm a business coach that helps other women start their own coaching business. Every Coke needs a Pepsi. And so if that's something that you also wanted to do, I would say go forth and do it and live in abundance and know that the market is so huge and abundant that you're going to find clients, as many clients as you want, doing the exact same thing as me. And I'm going to have as many clients that I want having the same business as you because there is more than enough to go around. That's really the kind of mindset that you want to have. 
um, in going through like your target market and your niche, etc. Because there's a lot of times where if I were to go on Facebook or Google right now, I could find 10 of me doing sort of the same thing. But the way that I am as a person, I'm my own unique individual and you are too. So something that someone else teaches isn't going to resonate with you the same way maybe that I'm teaching it to you. So that goes along with another item on this checklist is to work on your mindset. Coaching is going to throw your blocks and your living beliefs in your face so much that you need to constantly be checking in with yourself, working on your mindset, changing your language, changing your thoughts to make sure that they're in line with your goals and really in a positive light. Because so many times as I don't know if it starts in adolescence for us as women or when we're young girls, just I feel like sometimes the 13-year-old me who maybe is getting bullied is like now bullying me in my mind. Is that weird? (laughs) So if you are constantly berating yourself or being negative in your own mind, not even speaking it out loud, that's a clear indication that you need to work on your mindset. And as a coach, you're going to be expending so much energy helping others that you have to make sure that your mind is right. If you're on my email list, I offer a freebie. It's Get Your Mind Right. And it comes about in my second or third email in my sequence. If you guys aren't on my email list or if you want that, go ahead and grab today's download by going to putyourpassiontowork.com forward slash start. And you'll also get that as well as a freebie download. The next thing you want to do is create and make offers. So I know somebody who's in this industry and she just now has gotten a website and she built almost a six-figure entrepreneur slash empire without even having a website or having a really simple one. And all she did was this. She went out to a bunch of networking groups. She announced herself as a life coach and she made offers to work with people. That's all she did, and that's really as simple as it gets, and that's kind of the beauty of coaching, but it also at times can seem so easy or too easy when you break it down like that that we almost tend to overcomplicate things. So at the very least, I want you to be creating an offer or making an offer, and if you don't have anything created such as a digital download or a membership or a group coaching program, All you need to do is offer yourself your one-on-one services. And here's another thing. You need to set your prices. Your prices don't have to be high premium, high ticket offers right out the gate. If you're less than a year into your coaching business, I am giving you permission to charge something that's more in line with your experience and your expertise. And if you don't have that expertise yet, like you want to be a business coach, but you don't know the first thing about starting a business or running a business, You have to go get that training and invest in yourself so that you can turn around, learn it, and then teach it to others. So this could be a long runway for some of you. If there's a passion on your heart that you don't have experience with, then you might have that longer runway. You might need to spend the first half of this year getting yourself trained, learning the ropes, or you can be like a self-taught chef. You can just start creating the offers and experimenting and working with people and see what works and what sticks. And then eventually what'll happen is you'll get your signature roadmap or your three-step process. But that doesn't happen right away. That happens after experience and that happens after working with a handful of clients or more. So I'm 
jumping all over the place, but you guys, I'm reading right off my checklist. So you're going to go to putyourpassiontowork.com forward, forward slash start and want to get in on this. But a few of these I'll name, I'm kind of touching on them already, but you want to get trained or certified. So do you want to be the self-taught chef or do you want to be the chef that went to, you know, the biggest French cuisine school there was in Paris? I don't know. <laughs> I want you guys to think about one of your favorite chefs or one of your most well-known chefs, like go on the Food Network and pick one and go Google them. Promises, they probably are self-taught. Some of the highest paying, most successful chefs in the industry, they're not certified. They're not trained. They are self-taught. So do you want to be a self-taught coach? Then you do not need to get a certification. I currently do not hold a coaching certification. I am using my life experience, my expertise, other areas of my life that I've helped women grow professionally. I'm using that experience and now helping others start their own coaching business. So you need to get very clear on, do I need to really go out and get trained and certified? Or do I feel as though I need a comma and three letters after my name to be taken seriously? This is a whole other episode, you guys. I don't want to get too far down this tangent, but just know that you do not need to be trained with a certification, but I do feel very strongly that you need to invest in yourself through programs, through getting your own coaching if you're going to be a coach. Now, if you're going to be a VA or if you're doing a product-based business, I still kind of think you need a coach, but probably not as much as if you yourself actually want to call yourself a coach. So think about that. I think I touched on this already, but you need to and want to build a website that is definitely apart from building an online presence. A website is a static thing. It's an online storefront for yourself and your business where someone can go to learn all about who you are, what you offer, and what you do. That's very important. That doesn't mean you need to have it fully functional and 1000% perfect before you start making offers, but just know at some point you will want a website and you want to have a good website, but you should have seen mine. It was such a hot mess for like the first year of my business. I just kind of revamped it and I'm really happy with it now, but there was a time when I was kind of embarrassed by it, but I still had a website at least. Um, my first clients that I got was through a Facebook group and I didn't even have a website yet. And all I simply said was, hey, my website is under construction. I'm just building it right now but yada, yada, yada. And my first clients came through Facebook Messenger, you guys. So I kind of, you know, just started to build that online presence in a Facebook group that wasn't mine because I didn't have one yet. I started to make the offers and just talk to people. And eventually I did get my first paying client that way. So it, it can be so simple. Please don't overcomplicate things. The next thing you need to be really clear on when you're starting a coaching business is that you need to set your income goals. Is this your passion project? Is this your side hustle? Is this in addition to your nine to five? Or do you want to replace your nine to five? Are you a stay-at-home mom that just needs to continue to stay at home with her child or children? So you really only need to bring in a thousand or two extra every month. The way that I coach a client who just needs to bring in $2,000 a month and the way that I coach a client that is she's trying to replace her full-time income is a little different. When you're clear on what that income goal is and how it's going to support you in your mission of helping others, that's really when it becomes really clear that have I been overworking myself? 
I did that my first year. I was thinking that I was going to quit my job in X amount of days because some guru said that's what you need to be really serious and successful in your coaching business. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's scary for me. Like I've been in my company for 18 years and that's hard to just walk away. And especially when you have the benefits and all these perks and the steady income and the steady paycheck, that's a lot. I would never sit here and coach someone on walking away from their nine to five unless they had a plan in place and had proven month over month consistency in their income with their coaching business. And that can take a long time for some of us. So that's why it's so important to set your income goals, get really clear on what it is. And let's say maybe you do want to make $50,000, $60,000 this year or more. Ask yourself, am I willing to put in the hours the training, and the work necessary to make that. It's really cool and fun to like put this big old number, but it's another thing to actually work towards it and achieve it. And I had to kind of learn that the hard way. So you also have to ask yourself, are these goals lighting me up? Or is it so dang scary that I don't even think I'm going to hit it and I'm just going to give up because it's unachievable, it's overwhelming. For me, I've learned to set the smaller goals because I can hit those easy, easier and quicker, hopefully, and then I can just set new goals. So instead of setting this big old scary number, I'm setting a number that is kind of big, kind of scary, but like super achievable in my mind. And that number for me, it could be a different number for you. My okay number could be your big scary number. Or my big scary number could be your oh, I'm going to hit that next month number. You know, it's so personal and personalized. And so that's why I really want to spend this minute talking about being very clear on setting that income goal for yourself. Okay, I think I have two or three things left on this list. Committing to your craft. So as a coach, it's so beautiful and unique that we're constantly going to have to brush up on our skills, not only as a coach, but as an entrepreneur, as the online landscape continues to change The Instagram that got someone 10,000 followers three years ago is not the same Instagram that's going to get us 10,000 followers now. It's very different. I would even argue to say it's a lot more difficult. And gosh, I have maybe at the time of this recording 1,100 followers, give or take, being really consistent on Instagram over a year. And I have a hashtag strategy. I don't have anyone managing my social media at the moment, but I'm not very aggressive with it either. I like to have my presence on there and get to know people on there. But then the goal is to take that relationship out of Instagram into the form of potential clients or maybe into a Facebook group somewhere it's a little bit more intimate. So don't get too set on these vanity numbers. That really should be on this checklist. It's not. (laughs) But committing to your craft is really just keeping up with trends making sure that you're constantly growing as a human and as a person because that is going to allow you to grow in your coaching practice and have expansion. So it's so important. And that kind of goes with the next thing, which I might have already said, but it's working on your mindset. You're going to kind of start to notice that a coaching business, it's almost like a mirror and It can almost be something that you're struggling with is often the times what we want to teach on. It's really weird, but I think human nature allows us to realize that 
it's hard to teach something that you haven't yet already achieved in your own life. So if you are a life coach or a productivity coach and you teach women or moms how to get really organized in their home and in their finances, if you're a hot mess in your finances, you're going to find it really hard to help someone else. Or maybe you know what to do, but you just haven't implemented it yourself. I really think that's where your mindset comes in and where you really need to sort of walk the walk and talk the talk in order to show up, be confident and be successful and really communicate that through the screen and onto your potential clients. Okay, I think I got through everything. If not, like I said, you know where to go to download this checklist, but you have to get the software and the tools. So I kind of touched on this backend stuff. So you want to have your contracts, your terms and conditions. You want to have the email marketing software. You want to have your scheduling software. I go over this in one of my very first episodes. It's the five tools you need to start a coaching business. Make sure you have those tools, you guys. It's going to help you in the long run. I don't want you to run a business on manual. I want you to run it on autopilot. There's some things that obviously you'll have to do. Like I personally respond to all my emails. I don't have an autoresponder doing it for me, but I definitely have regular emails scheduled up in advance with my email software system. I have a scheduler. I have... I do my own graphics, so I have my own Canva account and things like that. Just those little things that you need to run your business. It's so inexpensive to run a coaching business. Honestly, it's crazy easy to run a coaching business if you follow this checklist. If you nail the first three things that I talked about that really kind of resonated with you to say, ooh, I really have this. I really have a clear solution of what I want to help people with. However... I'm still working on who do I want to target to or who's my demographic. Then you know what you need to work on for the rest of this month or this quarter. If you know you need to get visible and build that online presence, but it scares the bejesus out of you, you might want to hire a coach. You might want to get trained and get comfortable or join a challenge or join a community and kind of put yourself out there, go network. You kind of know what you need to work on after me reading this list to you. So I would love to hear the thing you're going to work on. I would love to hear what you already have in the bag. Like, yes, girl, I I know my niche. Obviously, I have a good website. I named my business. Now I just need to do X. Like, what is that X for you? And if you are brand new listening to this and you haven't done anything on this list, the thing that I'm going to tell you to do first and foremost is work on your mindset. It sounds so crazy. Like the first thing to do to start an actual business, a legit business is working on your mindset, but it is so important. And I think that if you work on your mindset and get in a good state of mind, then you can choose a niche, name your business, set up your business structure, start working on who you want to help build that online presence. But if you start with like a crap mindset, none of this is going to work for you. Or you're going to be so overwhelmed and not allow the time or the expansion is necessary to grow a business that you're going to quit before you even get started. So I hope that this helps you guys. I really want you to go download this checklist. I might even have it in my Instagram stories or highlights by the time this airs. We'll see. So you can go see if it's there. Just check me out. I'm on Instagram at put your passion to work. 
If you love today's show, please show me some love by leaving a five-star review. I would love to feature you on my next episode. Have a great day. Do you want to learn how to create a profitable coaching business in 12 weeks or less? If so, then you're in luck. You can apply today to work with me one-on-one for the next 12 weeks. We're going to go from zero to business real quick, you and I together. All the things we talked about in today's episode, I can help you with. So I want you to reach out to me. Just go to putyourpassiontowork.com forward slash work with me and apply today. Hey, real quick before you go, if you are inspired by today's show and you learned something new, I want you to take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram stories and tag me at put your passion to work because together we can practice abundance, take inspired action and help motivate other passionate women just like us.